Welcome to Top Shelf Talks. I am Chris Gickler, your host. The information provided in this podcast should be considered informational only and not be taken for legal, tax, or specific financial advice. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and or their guests only. Welcome back to Top Shelf Talks. This is Chris Gickler, your host. Uh, again, we have my awesome friend, Tom Costantiello with Consus Wealth Management today to talk about some more financial things that are happening. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm great, Chris. And you sure I'm not your only friend? I think you are. I mean, that's all we do is talk about stuff and especially finance. But I know you just got back from vacation. I did too. I was down in Disney for a couple of days. I think you went out west for a couple of days with the family. So we kind of skipped last week's episode, so we're going to do a little bit of catch up here. So how was your vacation? Oh, it was good. You know, it's interesting to see the, you know, airlines are all busy. The flights, you know, are full. I guess that's good news for the economy. You know, we talked about inflation, which is a number that came out today. And of course, it was still over 8%. There's some good news and bad news. I think the bad news, Chris, in the inflation, food prices continue right. to go up. And inflation's 8%. And then I saw something earlier today where wages are only going up 5%. So that means people are starting to fall behind by about 3% a year. And so that's a bad thing. The travel side of things, the discretionary side of things, obviously we see some inflation in, in airline tickets because people want to travel and want to do those things. But you also have higher jet fuel costs. What we The funny thing is, is which way do we turn? Nobody really knows. Right. And then I saw on CNBC today that security came out. I think they're going to do a cost of living adjustment of plus 8%. Yeah. It's one of the highest rates in decades or raises in decades. So yeah, I think maybe that's why the market's reacting sort of positive today is the fact that social security is going up to kind of match inflation. Bad for the taxpayers, I think. Yeah. I don't know if we want to get in that, that whole rat hole on this, on this podcast. I think you and I could talk for over an hour on Social Security. Jamie Dimon came out this week. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who Jamie Dimon is, he's the CEO, head of Chase Bank, JGP Morgan Chase Bank. Came out and made some really bold, uh, not only predictions, but a statement saying that everybody should prepare for another downturn of 20% in the broad-based markets, and then obviously calling on a recession. I don't know if I'm on board with that yet. I know I still think there is a downside to the market, broad base, but I don't know if I'm on 20%. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I'm having flashbacks in, you know, 2007, we saw the Fed raising rates. And I think the last time they raised rates was in October of 07. The market then rallied, increased and went up and finished the year high, higher. Actually, it actually finished the year flat, if I, if I recall correctly. But uh, there was a uh, little relief rally, which is kind of what we're seeing now, today at least, you know, with the market being up almost 3%. But then come January the following year, things started to take effect and the economy started to slow down. By September of 2008, we, the market was down about 22%. I kind of see us on the same trajectory. It'll be interesting to see what unfolds, but yeah. certainly I think the housing markets is suffering. The activity there is, is pretty much stalled. 
uh, mortgage rates over 6%, almost 7% on the 30 years. So I think he might be right. The question is, when does it kick in? And typically a recession takes about six to nine months right. to really start seeing the effect. You know, going back to our vacations, I went down to Disney. I thought it was a lot of people there. You know, it wasn't Christmas, obviously, traffic, but it was definitely busy. The stores were busy. And I think it goes back to the consumer. Where's the consumer in this whole thing? I know most of our GDP is in consumer spending, and we're now heading into the fourth. Obviously, it's holiday spending and stuff. I mean, do you think the consumer spending is going to hold up and when people are paying more food costs at the grocery store and all that kind of stuff? What do you think? One of the things that I had read is that, you know, consumers had the most amount of savings they've ever had. Recently, they've been dipping into that savings and they've been using more credit cards. So credit card debt's been up 33%. So I think short term, you know, we're going to continue to see the inflation. And it's not until we see the economic downturn that things go away. But What's interesting, you know, we talked about Jamie Dimon and whether there's a recession or not. Noriel Rubini, who was nicknamed Dr. Doom, he's a Turkish economist. And in 2008, he had predicted uh, the, the economic collapse. Recently, he's saying that this next recession could be worse than that. And we could see prices or the market down 40%. He goes on to look at, you know, what the Fed's trying to do. And I think the markets are hoping for or optimistically looking for a soft landing. And what a soft landing is, of course, is things slow down, but they don't crash. And then the Fed can kind of pause for a while. And then, you know, things start to work themselves out, stabilize, prices stabilize, and everything's okay. But he goes on to say that in the history of the United States, where inflation has been 5% or more, we have never seen, and the Fed has never been able to engineer a soft landing. So that means a hard landing. And that's what Jamie Dimon's saying. Yeah. And if you look at an earnings model over the 10-year treasury, it's putting us at about 2,800 on the S&P. And that's where we think things could bottom out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, right now, I don't know what it is today. I'm uh, with 36, you. 3679 we're yeah. up 2.8 from the day before. However, you know, we're still down on the S&P 23% year to date on the S&P. And I know you and I use the S&P as the, you know, the NASDAQ and all that. We use the S&P as a broad base measurement. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people going, well, is the Fed going to pivot? I don't think this Fed's going to pivot. I think they're on a mission. They're the, this, this inflation is number one target and until that inflation gets down to 3%, I, I think this is going to continue with rate hikes and, and uh, tightening. Absolutely. I mean, Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's professor, or not professor, I'm sorry, partner at Berkshire Hathaway, he said that inflation is the death of democracy. Like in, inflation threatens the, the future of democracy. So if you think about it, there's a lot of folks that are on Social Security, right? Um, there's a lot of folks that maybe get some some type of government aid or income. People right now have to make a choice with these rising costs between, you know, food, energy, and medicine. And some people have to not buy the medicine because they can't afford it. It's a sad situation to be in, but if prices continue to go up and these people are on fixed incomes, you start to see socialism 
become popular. Yeah. And that's the real risk to democracy. Now, what do you want to do? Well, of course, you want to protect that. And the best way to protect that is to squash inflation. And the Fed is going to do that. They're going to continue to raise rates. I think recently in the minutes released, there's a statement where it says the risk of not doing enough is greater than the risk of doing too little. What is that saying? We need to do more than we think we need to because we think it's more risk than not doing enough. That means that they're going to they're going to continue to raise rates until they can push us in a recession and get get inflation back down to 2%. Yeah, I agree 100%. And we've been talking for the last 9 plus minutes here about I guess all the doom and gloom other than our vacations, right? <laughs> what I mean, what as an investor as someone who's saving for retirement, somebody that's in retirement, what are you telling your clients? Hey, you know, I know we've talked in the past, don't hold on to the roller coaster. That's not the advice that anybody should get. But basically, what are you telling your investors out there, those folks that your clients, hey, this is this is what's coming and this is what we're due to try to mitigate as much of that risk as we can and try to keep the headwinds as minimal as possible. Well, I mean, that's it. Like well, we we could continue to pound the table about doing a review updating your financial plan. Remember we talked about speed bumps in one of our episodes. Yep. You know, how do those affect you? What adjustments do you need to make? Are there programs like buffered ETFs or maybe dollar cost averaging or maybe tactical that can short the market? Does it make sense to make sure you have some of these inside your portfolio to help you get through this tough time? Crisis is, can lead to opportunity as well. This is not necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, recently I sent out an email to my clients saying, hey, I just want you to let you guys know that we could go down another 20% and things could get really ugly here, but I don't want you to panic. I want you to call me if, if I haven't already, which the majority of the people we have, you know, reached out to you and put a plan in place. If you don't have a plan in place with us, give us a call Yeah, and let, let's have a backup plan. I mean, what, how's your, is your phone ringing off the hook? Been pretty busy. You know, like I said, we've been ahead of this thing, you know, doing some stuff since April of this year. So most of our clients are okay, believe it or not. That's all you can do. I know we talked about a lot. You're always on that, you know, income, growth, buckets, all those different buckets. And I think this is a prime opportunity where those plan, the buckets, those methodologies are really focused and hone in so that people can sleep in them. Once again, 100%. But how do you know what those buckets are if you haven't sat down with a, right. you know, certified financial planner plan? You know, I had a, a call late yesterday from a prospect and you know, it just boggles my mind. But she just, we quoted her, she doesn't have a lot of money, but we quoted her a $250 plan just to do the retirement analysis to make sure she has the right mix, you know, the right investments, get the right return, but also show some options to kind of survive this market. And she wasn't interested. And when I asked why, she's like, well, I'm not sure about the $250 plan, the planning fee. That's crazy. That's, that's, you know, and that to me, that's like building a house without getting an architect. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a plan. I mean, you, you can't just show up one day and go, oh, there's the house and it's all crooked and sideways and. Well, and, works, you know? and to make matters worse, she's been in stable value since 2008. Oh my gosh. 
There's so much right. lost opportunity there. Geez Louise, the Dow Jones was 10,000 in 2008. It's at 30,000 right now. So even with the market pullback, her money would have tripled. So once again, you know, you don't have a plan. You know, she didn't see the value in that. So how do you get through these tough markets? Do a financial plan. Get or the plan. Yeah, you right. have the plan. And I know a lot of your clients have had already had the plan. So you just have to reinforce this is where we're at. This is this is okay. You know, we'll get to As I tell clients, look, I'm we're not gonna avoid a loss, but in two thousand eight, right, we had moved money to the sidelines in January. We dollar cost average back in. We talked about that. We were down twenty percent. The market was down forty. So if you had a hundred thousand, it was worth eighty with us. With the S and P five hundred, it was sixty three thousand. Okay. The following year, we made thirty six. Your account was back up to one hundred eight. The stock market, the S and P five hundred for the Vanguard touters, uh, your account was only worth seventy five thousand. So we got back to even quicker uh, because we had a plan. Yeah, exactly. So you know, once again, did we lose money? Yeah, we lost twenty, but the market lost forty. But yay, if I lose twenty. And the market loses 40, I lost more money, I lost less money, and now I have more money to reinvest at a lower price so that when things turn around, I can get back ahead of everybody else. You have a little announcement. What certification did you recently obtain, which is big news? Oh, I don't know if it's big news. I just recently have been working on it for about a year and a half, but a lot of my clients are, are small business owners, and a lot of their net worth is tied up in their their business. And as people are getting older, they're looking to maybe sell their business, right? Or if they're looking to pass on the business, you know, we kind of need to know what that business is worth. I just recently finished my certified business valuation specialist. So I'm able to do business valuations uh, for small businesses, small, medium, large businesses, really gives the business owner an opportunity to find out really what their business is worth. But more importantly, and that could be another episode, but we can then look at like what they're doing well and what could be improved. And a lot of times that recommendation on how to improve things helps increase the value of their business. Yeah. Thus, you know, putting more money in their family's pocket uh, and, and helping them retire more comfortably. Well, I think it's awesome news. I know you're downplaying it because you're modest over there, but I think it's awesome news. And um, it's just another tool and another thing that you can use for your clients to help them in evaluating their financial situation. So, yeah, I mean, I would encourage like if there's any CPAs listening or any attorneys or small business owners and you're, you know, you're looking for, you know, someone to do a business valuation, certainly give me a call. Best way to reach me, just call me at 614-310-0269, extension one. And uh, we can walk you through the process, let you know about how, how it works, you know, that business that you've worked so hard for and capitalize on it. Yeah. And I'll put all of uh, Tom's contact information in the description for the podcast. So if you didn't catch that number, it'll be in the description. So again, Tom, it's been awesome. Uh, yeah. Good talking to you. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys down in Florida here soon. Yeah, You got to get down here. The weather's great, man. Pool's still open. Uh, I know. I oh, wish to say that she was going to get, she said she was going to come down there right away. You know, she was going to leave next week. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But. All right. All right. Good talking All right. to you, Chris. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.